Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Self-Care. My name is Jen Arnimo and I am the founder of Mind Body Whole Wellness out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. And I am here this morning to talk about aging, uh, our nervous system response, and pain, particularly chronic pain. Uh, I the, over the next few weeks, it is my intention to pop on and do a bit of, a, of, of an education piece um, that ties into what I'm doing uh, with yoga therapy these days. Uh, I'm teaching a few classes a week, really gearing to educating people on how to autocorrect uh, chronic pain, tension, discomfort uh, in the muscular systems of our bodies. And so all of this work, uh, this yoga therapy, comes from Thomas Hanna's work in somatics. So some of the information that I'll be sharing with today comes from Thomas Hanna's book, uh, Somatics, as well as um, a book called Why We're in Pain by Sarah St. Pierre that is being re-released under a different title, I believe, next month. But these are my two big references for today's talk, today's education, um, as well as getting into some of the methodology of, um, of Soma Yoga and why you might seek out yoga therapy to help you with pain, to help you with calming the nervous system response, to, um, to challenge the myth of aging. And so that's the first place that I'll start, is this myth of aging. And Thomas Hanna talked about this. He was first a philosopher before he ever did um, any kind of movement or uh, physical education. And he believed that we should be able to um, maintain physical awareness in our bodies and be able to, um, to be able to grow well, to age well, to maintain mobility and stability and strength. And he would always start with um, one of the most ancient riddles of the Sphinx. Uh, what is it that has one voice yet becomes four-footed and two-footed and three-footed? So in Greek mythology, the answer comes, the human being who crawls on all fours in infancy, walks on two legs in adulthood, and leans on a cane in old age. So why is it that we, as humans, have just assumed um, that you know, we learn, we grow, we age, we learn to walk upright, and that losing this ability is an inevitability? Uh, this presumption that to grow old is to become crippled um, is a myth, and especially from Thomas, Thomas Hanna's perspective. Um, regardless that we might all think, um, you know, that it's predetermined, um, aging itself causes us to become stiff and aching. Yeah, that's obvious. Um, but why is that? Um, there's no denying that as we get older, these things start to happen, but it doesn't explain why this degeneration should occur. So what happens? Um, as we grow, that accounts for this. And Thomas Hanna's perspective is that it is not inevitable, that it is avoidable and reversible. So that's the good news. The fact is that during the course of our lives, um, our sensory motor systems, so the connection between our brain uh, and telling 
the muscle to contract and, and move other parts of the body, is continually responding uh, to daily stresses. And I talked about this in the podcast on um, stress response and resiliency and longevity. So this sensory motor system is constantly taking in input from our senses um, and giving, bringing back feedback out to our body systems. Uh, it's dealing with stress, it's dealing with trauma, um, different sensations, um, and specific muscular reflexes. And so if you are doing a repeated activity over and over again, um, this repeated contraction of a certain muscle um, becomes habitual. And our brains are, are uniquely designed so that we can conserve energy, so that we can divert um, energy from things that we do all the time so that we don't have to think about it. Kind of like the example of learning to drive. When you're learning, you're paying a lot of attention, um, focusing on many different things. And after you've been driving for a couple of decades, it really goes on autopilot and you don't need to be um, as focused anymore. The same things happens with our muscle systems. Um, if you're sitting at a computer for 12 hours a day, um, holding, you know, holding your shoulders upright, holding your arms upright, your body can put this on autopilot. It puts it from the prefrontal cortex at the front, where, which that part of the brain is using a lot of energy, um, focus. It's for learning new activities. But once the brain has established this habitual pattern, it puts it to the subcortex where it doesn't have to be consciously aware of it anymore. Um, the problem with when our muscular contractions have become so deeply involuntary and unconscious um, that we forget that we can move those muscles freely, that they can fully contract and fully release. So when the muscles stay contracted all the time, the result is stiffness, uh, soreness, uh, and a restricted range of movement. And this, this uh, forgetting, this brain forgetting that it can go from zero contraction in a muscle to 100 and back to zero, this forgetfulness is called SMA or sensory motor amnesia and it's where um, the brain has forgotten that it can release that muscle. And the good news is that this, that our muscles can be re-educated. We can release ourselves from this pain. Whereas other temporary measures like um, massage or even chiropractic, acupuncture, um, things like that, we can do to create temporary relief. Um, somatic re-education is re-establishing uh, the brain's conscious control to those muscles. Um, so that's, I mean, that's good news. We can, if we make time and space to stay connected to our physical bodies, to use those muscles to, um, especially, especially with those ones that give us problems, that give us soreness, tension, pain, uh, if they're related to activities we're doing on a daily basis, whether that be with activity or with our jobs. And so I want to relate this a little bit today to um, the job of a first responder or the job of a correctional officer, um, just because I can speak from experience in that, in that role is that when we're walking around all day, 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day doing these shifts, um, we're holding our body in these habitual patterns. And so the typical posture for a correctional officer is shoulders pulled back, low back tension, um, upright, and that when you're responding to alarms throughout your shift, um, those alarms are putting your nervous system into fight response. 
or action response. It's propelling the body forward into action, um, in towards that alarm. And so the muscles that turn on that fight response in the body are the backline muscles, the extensors that run along either side of the spine, uh, the low back muscles. The There's a muscle called the QL or the quadratus lumborum, and that is um, another forward propulsion muscle. And then you think of all that tension that turns on in our back line, uh, the rhomboids behind the shoulder blades, the lats, the traps, uh, and then getting into the low back and glutes, you've got glute max, glute med, uh, piriformis, and travels all the way down the line to the back of the hamstrings, the calves. So when we're in this continual or um, repeatedly activated fight response, 12 or 16 hours a day, you know, however many shifts you're working a week for 35 years, these are long-term, long-held habitual patterns that the brain is trying to conserve energy to focus on other more important activities. They are all gone, gone stored, or they have all been stored in the subconscious. So the brain isn't even aware that those muscles are holding tension anymore. And when you're talking about chronic pain or daily nagging, aggravating back pain, shoulder pain, pain in the glutes and the hips, um, these muscles are staying in the range of 20 to 40% contracted all the time. And the problem with that is when muscles stay in chronic contraction and they don't fully release, um, as long as they're being held in contraction, they're releasing um, the exhaust of the contraction, uh, lactic acid. There's a call to, uh, for energy to those muscles to maintain that contraction. So the body is um, always fatigued. It's always tired. It's always sore. You have all this lactic acid that never gets flushed out of the body because the bodies don't, the muscles don't get a chance to relax. And so all those things register through our nervous system as pain. So what can we do about this? Um, these reflexes that cause uh, sensory motor amnesia are very specific. So this reflex that I'm talking about, uh, particularly first responder pattern, I like to call it the CO pathology. Uh, we call it the green light reflex. So green light, green go, uh, is what Thomas Hanna called it. It's tied into the fight response, to the action response, to the propelling of the body forward into action. The other reflexes that I'll talk about in the coming weeks a red light, which is the opposite, so that would be the flight response or turning inward, the frontline muscle activation, uh, protecting the visceral organs, the front line of the body, uh, and then there's a trauma reflex, and that's usually associated with injury to one or the other side of the body, but I'll get into more of those specifics uh, in upcoming weeks. So my intention is really just to bring some education to what are causing these patterns. Um, I think the numbers are pretty crazy, like 80% of North American adults are in some form of chronic pain. It's a staggering number. Um, and so we, we, we just assume that, uh, you know, we hit our 40s, that things are just going to go downhill from here and that we're, you know, we're going to have to start taking pain meds or um, going for surgeries and stuff like that. And I just, I would like to offer another option offer some education, uh, give you some resources, and then so that you have other, um, you have options. This aging myth uh, is not inevitable. We have a choice 
to stay educated, to keep using our bodies, to maintain that mobility, stability, strength, and really to... Um, age can mean two things. Age can either be growth or age can be degeneration, and it is a, it is, it's, a, it's a choice. Um, these effects of sensory motor amnesia can begin at any age, so it's not just when we hit middle age and get into our senior years after that. Um, it's an adaptive response of the nervous system. So if you are, uh, we're seeing these um, SMA um, show up in the musculature of kids now, um, young adults, teenagers, um, even really little kids, if they're experiencing a lot of trauma or a lot of stress in the life, then these patterns can show up at any age. The good news is that it can be avoided, and if you experience it, it can be reversed. Um, and you can escape it by making direct and practical use of two abilities that are unique to the human sensory motor system. Number one is to unlearn what has been learned, and two is to remember what has been forgotten. So we're going to dive into some of this over the next few weeks, um, which I'm really excited about. I found a lot of freedom in my body through soma yoga, through yoga therapy, um, and I feel better in my body now in my 40s than I ever did in my 20s. So that is, it's a ray of hope if you're in pain. Um, and a lot of us are in pain. Even if you wouldn't call it chronic pain necessarily, um, if you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you know those areas in your body that give you that give you trouble. When you get tired and when you're overworking and when you're pushing it, what are those places that your body carries tension? And we're all uniquely different depending on what our day-to-day -day motor patterns are, what we're using our bodies for. So if you are in that 80% of North American adults currently experiencing some form of muscle pain, muscle tension, um, then I want to give you I want to give you this education piece as an option. Because in the Western medical world right now, um, there's not a lot of other options other than, um, you know, seeking drugs to, to kind of numb, to numb that, that pain. Um, so this issue of chronic pain as our society can't be, can't be ignored. The amount of money that people are spending um, trying to address chronic pain uh, is really staggering. Um, and there's not a lot of research that are going into um, alternative options. All the research, all the focus is going on uh, new drugs, uh, treatments that can mask the sensation of pain. But what if we started looking at how to relieve, how to, um, how to take care of that cause of pain instead of just masking out or numbing the pain? And a lot of the idea, the methodology around yoga therapy is connecting inward, is um, being self-responsible, um, being able to uh, listen to what your body needs, and with the somatic piece, being able to, to relearn and unlearn patterns that aren't working for you, the patterns that are putting you in pain in the first place. Because the issue gets even bigger than the pain itself. Anybody who has been in pain uh, for an extended period of time 
you know firsthand the effect that it has on your emotional well-being, um, your ability to focus, your even the desire to go about daily regular activities. And if you haven't experienced chronic pain, um, maybe you've experienced, um, or if you, ha I should say, if you have experienced pain, but your family, your family maybe hasn't. Um, it's hard for them to sympathize, and it's really hard to be that person in pain um, when you're surrounded with by people who just don't understand what it's what it's like to be in that pain. There's a correlation between chronic pain and the ability to make. Uh, emotional decisions, um, decision-making difficulties, as well as depression, anxiety, uh, sleep disturbances, sleep disorders, um, and just overall sadness. Like, nobody wants to be in pain all the time. The long-term effects of chronic pain can affect even the structure and the functioning of the brain. And these cha uh, changes might actually help explain some of the cognitive, emotional, and behavioral changes that often accompany pain. The regions of the brain that are most affected are the prefrontal cortex and the right thalamus, both of which are involved in pain perception. So the stress that often accompanies chronic pain is likely a contributor to neurodegeneration. So um, the stress hormone cortisol being repeatedly uh, released because, or as a response to the pain um, is actually shown to cause brain cells to wither away. So at the core of all of these things, we know we know chronic pain changes the brain. We know chronic pain affects quality of life. We know that 80% of us um, are experiencing some form of muscular or uh, discomfort, tension, pain. Um, the fact that the medical community doesn't know how to address the underlying cause, they're more concerned about treating the symptom of pain. So why are drugs and surgery um, our best, or why are drugs and surgery um, our go-to treatments? And the answer is because that's the best that we have. Those are the best options, best solutions we have right now. And that's just, that answer isn't good enough. It's not good enough for me. Um, for, for someone speaking from experience who was in um, a lot of um, pain in my right hip for decades uh, and, and going and seeing um, different medical providers and being told that I was just born that way, um, that's just something I was going to have to live with, that wasn't a good enough answer. So when I went back to school and started learning these um, these movement patterns and this somatic re-education piece, um, for somebody who literally walked like a duck <laughs> my entire life, life from a child up until in my 30s, um, I would get teased if you walked behind me in the snow that my feet were always so um, externally rotated. And I was always in a lot of, lot of, in a lot of pain. And to be told that I just had to live with that just wasn't acceptable. And I remember when I learned the movement to release those glutes, that piriformis, those tight hip rotators, um, that I was able to self-correct that walking pattern, that muscle tension pattern in less than a month and be able to walk straight was life-changing for me. To be released from that pain, to, to know that there was something that I could do about that 
that didn't involve having surgery or taking um, medication or, you know, having to go for physio or having, you know, having to have somebody else fix me that I was, um, I could be self-responsible, that I could re-educate my own body to a place where I was free in it, pain-free. So this somatic education piece is a huge piece for freedom in our bodies. And so I just want to start educating that this is an option. So if you are in chronic pain, um, if you are approaching your 30s and you don't want to get into chronic pain, um, this re-education piece, the somatic yoga, yoga therapy, is a way to become self-responsible. It's a way to um, take your own wellness, your own freedom in your physical body into your own hands and start doing something proactively about it. So as far as tools go for finding freedom in our physical bodies, uh, finding a somatic yoga class, finding a soma yoga program, yoga therapy, but that has this somatic education piece. Um, I work with a lot of clients, even um, so not face-to-face -face, through online communication, uh, developing uh, home practice routines for people to release themselves out of their areas of pain. Um, I teach yoga classes, group classes, where we work on all of these different patterns and you start to uh, you start to realize where you carry your tension in your, like which muscles you're carrying tension in your body and what the movements or what the tools are to release those areas. And so Soma Yoga methodology is really about teaching the brain to regain conscious control of the muscles. So if you are, um, you have a muscle, say for example your bicep, it should be able, it should be at 0% resting tonus all the time and then you go to need it and the brain gives it a signal to contract to 100% and then you use that muscle and then after the action is complete the muscle should go back to 0%. The problem is, is when we're using that uh, bicep for the same repeated activity, um, you know, hour after hour, day after day and the brain being efficient puts it to the subcortex and it forgets that it's um, it, it left 20% contraction on in the muscle and it's then it's just sore day after day and we don't know why. We actually need to go back in, bring that movement pattern from the subcortex at the base of the brain back to the prefrontal cortex, the area of the brain that is involved in learning new activities to reconnect it to that area of the brain and then consciously go from 100% contraction to 0% um, over and over again, releasing that muscle tension, releasing the long-held um, lactic acid. Um, so you start relieving possibly decades uh, of long-held muscle tension, releasing yourself from that chronic pain. So this is going to improve mobility, stability, strength, um, soma yoga is blending uh, therapeutic yoga, um, yoga poses, and then that somatic re-education piece, which is really great for chronic pain. And when we're talking about the green light or the action response or that CO pathology, um, we're talking about low back pain, um, tight hamstrings, pain, pain behind the shoulder blades, tight shoulders, um, any of those backline muscles, if those are areas that bother you, then um, 
then this green light pattern is what I'm talking about. And so the class that I'm teaching on the weekend is specifically geared to releasing these green light patterns. And when you can release these patterns, you can release yourself out of that um, low back, hip flexor, um, shoulder pain. Um, and then it translates over into those mental realms as well. Um, releasing ourselves from anxiety, depression, um, insomnia, and just overall healthy aging and improving daily function. So if this uh, physical body, our, your musculature, um, long-term chronic pain, muscle tension, if any of these things are challenges that you face on a day-to-day -day and you're just being told that pain medication or surgery are your only options, I really just want to encourage you to start looking into um, looking into that there are other options. Uh, yoga therapy, particularly somatic re-education, are two great pieces, um, education pieces that you can give yourself to really take back uh, your control, your freedom in your physical body. And if you're interested in more information, feel free to jump over to my website, mindbodywholewellness.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, mindbodywholewellness.com, Facebook, same thing. Um, check out the information on the, the Soma Yoga methodology. There's links there on the website. Um, check out, keep coming back to the podcast. I'll be going over um, all the different areas of somatic education over the next few weeks, the different reflex patterns, uh, the nervous system responses that are tied in with those patterns, and really getting into the science of pain, both, both physical and mental. So I'm excited to share some of the education um, in the upcoming weeks. I'm glad to have you here. If this is something that resonates with you, feel free to reach out. You can send me an email at mindbodywholewellness at hotmail.com. Um, don't ever hesitate to reach out. If there's an area of self-care that you're interested in learning more about, feel free to shoot me a message. I really enjoy sharing this information with everyone. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking again soon. Take care.